The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions. For we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, give them some food yourselves. And they replied, five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled 12 wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. How many of you here, you don't need to raise your hand, it's not confession, have had that feeling of, I've got no energy left for anybody. I've hit my limit. I have no time. I have no attention. I'm overwhelmed by the couple things I need to do and the few people I need to take care of. I can't do anymore. Just linger with that experience for a moment because there's something about that experience which is directly connected to the beautiful mystery that we celebrate today on this Sunday of the body and blood of our Lord. In our gospel reading today, we have one of the accounts of the way the Lord miraculously feeds a multitude. And it begins simply enough. Jesus has been teaching. Jesus has been healing. And one would think that would be enough. But there is another need here. There are many, and they are tired, and they are hungry, and they have no shelter. And one would think at the end of the day, we would hear, well, I've done all that I can. And yet that is not what we hear. The disciples come to the Lord and say, send them away so they can take care of themselves. And the Lord's answer is instructive. 
by not doing this, he is saying there is no place to send them to where they will be truly cared for. And so I will not send them away into a world that cannot care for them, cannot satisfy them, cannot fulfill them. We will take care of them here. This is a remarkable moment. And then he turns to his disciples, and you could almost imagine what the reaction, the facial expressions were on these guys when he says, why don't you just give them something to eat yourselves? And there's over 5,000 people there, and nobody made that many sandwiches. And here again we see that his disciples, who want to be faithful, look out at this enormous crowd and say, we can't do that. There's a hunger here, a neediness here, a woundedness here that's bigger than we are. And we don't even know where to go to get enough for so many. And at this moment, there are many, and the disciples feel and know how small they are in front of all of that. And there's Jesus, who simply says, then give me the five loaves and the two fish. And again, this is ludicrous if you simply paint the mental picture how silly this is. Over 5,000 people who need to be fed. Five loaves and two fish. And it makes no sense visually. It makes no sense in terms of quantity. It simply cannot be done. This is not adequate. And yet there's Jesus saying, oh, but I'm going to do something for all of them, not for some, but for all of them. And he takes this small quantity, and he thanks his father for it, and he blesses it. And again, have the mental picture of what happens. Try and imagine this, because nowhere do we hear that after he blessed the loaves and fish, he suddenly had 5,000 loaves in front of him. If it happened that way, we would think St. Luke would tell us, wouldn't we? That would be remarkable. But that never happens. Imagine this. Jesus takes a loaf, and he hands it to Peter. And he says, give it to them. And he takes another loaf, and he gives it to Andrew. And says, pass it out. And he takes the third loaf, and he gives it to Matthew, and he says, go, feed them. Just pass it out. He takes the fourth loaf, he gives it to Thomas, and says, go, give this to them. He takes the fifth loaf, he gives it to James, and he says, go. And he takes another loaf. Where did that one come from? <laughs> That's the remarkable thing here. We never hear that he had a mountain of loaves in front of him. 
only that they began giving out the five. And there's how many apostles? Twelve, and each guy had a loaf to give out. And then they gave out the fish, and there's two fish, and how many apostles? Twelve. And they all had fish to give out. And yet never in front of Jesus do we see an enormous quantity. And imagine this. Peter is walking through the crowd. He has no idea what's going on behind him. And he takes that loaf, and he begins sharing it among the people, breaking a piece off and handing it out. And he gets down to the end of the loaf, and he can still break a piece off and hand it out. And as often as he reaches back to that loaf, there's something that he can give. Note how absolutely remarkable this is. The visible quantity always remains ridiculously small. And yet out of that visibly small quantity, thousands upon thousands are given to eat. Out of that visibly small quantity, thousands don't get just a taste, but they eat their fill and they're satisfied. And out of that visibly small quantity, each apostle is able to gather a basket of leftovers. They started with five loaves and two fish. They fed everybody, and at the end, there's 12 baskets left over. How extraordinary this is. And yet never do we see hundreds and hundreds of loaves dozens upon dozens of fish. To the eye, the quantity is always inadequate. To the eye, the quantity is always too small. To the eye, the need is always too big and too great. And yet the Lord who says, oh, we're not sending anyone away, has enough and more than enough for everyone. This is the Sunday of enough and more than enough for everyone. That's what we celebrate today. This great and saving banquet of the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, where in just a few minutes this same Jesus who took a ridiculously small amount of bread a ridiculously small amount of fish and fed a hungry multitude will be here on this altar. Looking out at all of you and saying, and I'm not sending you away hungry. And again, just linger with that for a minute. Jesus Christ saying to you, I am not willing to send you away hungry. And we're hungry for so much.
And here is the Lord that says, but the real hunger in your life, the deep hunger in your life, you're not going to find the food for that out there. I will be that food for you. I will be that food that satisfies your hunger. And we have a greater miracle here today than happened on that day with those 5,000, 2,000 years ago. Because here, on this altar, we will likewise place a small, ridiculously small quantity of bread, a little bit of wine. Physically and to the eye, not enough to feed anybody here. And yet, enough and more than enough for every single one of us. Because that small quantity of bread for which we will give thanks and which we will bless will be given to you as you come forward. And to the eye, the quantity is small. The consecrated host is not very big. And yet within it is infinity itself. Jesus Christ, great and powerful in all of his love and his goodness. Oh, the eye can't see that. But the heart that hungers so deeply receives a feast. The spirit which is so tired and wanders so restless without shelter is received and cared for. Because the reality is this. When we come forward to receive Holy Communion, it is not simply that we are receiving Jesus into ourselves. That is true. But it's true because at that same moment, he's receiving us into his love, into his heart, into his goodness, because he will send no one away. And how wonderful it is then that the Lord who said to his apostles, give them something to eat yourself, has left us this sacrament so that through his church, his people can always be fed. His people can always be sheltered. His people can always come forward and be cared for. Small wonder then that we set a Sunday aside to honor this great gift. Because it's not only that the Lord will not send us away, he won't leave us either. This is that sacrament where he remains always present, always with us always available to us. And it's wonderful that we can reflect on these things on a day in which we also celebrate the gift of fatherhood. All romantic notions aside, the very essence of fatherhood is not and has never been merely a matter of biology. The essence of fatherhood 
his decision. While the mother bears the child for nine months within her, the father is the one who's free to leave and has to decide. Has to decide to remain. Has to choose to care. Has to choose to be with. Has to choose to love. What a great thing that is. This day we celebrate the gift of that decision. Because an absent father is no father. The essence of fatherhood is deciding. Deciding for a wife. Deciding for a child. Deciding to care. Deciding to provide. Deciding to give. Deciding to lay aside other things for the sake of a life that will not be sent away or abandoned. What a great gift that is. What a marvelous vocation fatherhood is. And note how it mirrors the great love of that one who is most truly father. That heavenly father who decided not to turn his back on his children even after they had fallen, who made the decision never to stop loving us, whose love is so great, he sent his only begotten for us because he decided for us. Note how marvelous that is. And in saving us by giving his life for us, Jesus makes us the adopted sons and daughters of his Father. God the Father has decided for us and is pleased to call us his sons and daughters. However many reasons we've given him not to. And we celebrate that today too. Because this is the sacrament of that decision, that decision that Almighty God himself made for each and every one of us. How wonderful. Amen. Amen.